0: Hey, it's Matt. If you're a Gen Xer like me, you probably grew up watching Bob Ross painting shows. You remember how easy he made being creative look? Well, our guest today thinks everyone has creativity hidden inside of them. And in fact, she's built a thriving business on the notion that unlocking creativity can help manifest the lives that we all want. In her words, the secret sauce comes from interrupting your routines. What does she mean by that? We're going to cover that in today's episode.
1: This is Whitney Freya, and I guide people into how to live and co-create their life as life artists. One of the things that I've learned about myself over the years is that it is like my greatest passion to have conversations with people that are dancing in the what if realm, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and what is unseen or impractical. And uh, the conversation around the dinner table growing up was very practical. And, um, and I actually, in my memory, I kind of stopped talking for a lot of it, because I was always curious about, you know, kind of the flip side of what my parents seemed so sure of, and they just weren't. So yeah. it wasn't really bad. It wasn't like I felt, you know, silenced or suppressed or anything. It just, they weren't interested. Yeah. And so I've, I'm not interested in convincing anyone of anything. Right. Yeah. I just love opening people up to possibility. Um, I've actually been doing basically the same career ever since the beginning. And um, so and and that even started uh, when i graduated from college i graduated from the university of michigan and the next day left to drive down to nashville tennessee to train to go sell books door to door, Mm -hmm. um, which was a crazy job, but the best thing I ever did for myself. Um, I did that for four summers and I traveled around the country and recruited other people to sell books and took them out and managed them. And all along, um, I'd had kind of a mystical experience with a maid in the hotel room, (laughs) my first training in Nashville to sell books. And I became very convicted without knowing or even thinking to question why that I was supposed to sell books until I came up with the idea, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, that felt very strong. And I also like was, not desperate, but I was super excited to receive the idea because selling books door to door is not fun, right? It's challenging. You face all your demons, but, um, but I was really looking for the idea. And after my third summer, I was reading a book called Zen and the Art of Making a Living by Lawrence G. Bolt. And in it, he quotes Nietzsche as saying, art is the proper task of life. And Lawrence Bolt says, many of you will read this and think this has nothing to do with you, but this book will insist throughout that unless you adopt an artist mentality, you won't be able to create the life of your dreams.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And I was like, well, yeah. So one, I was a total wannabe artist from, you know, at that point when I read that all growing up, I was very vocal. I'd had the art teacher when I was nine tell me drawing wasn't my thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's all it took. And so I... Would every once in a while try and get into an art class. And in college, you know, you had to take drawing 101, 102, painting 101, 102. And I was like, well, I can't do that. So, um, or then in South Carolina, I called the art center and they're like, well, the next registration is in 13 weeks. And I'm like, 13 weeks? I'm not even going to be living in this state in 13 weeks. So, so my first thought, my knee jerk reaction to Lawrence Bolt's statement was, well, where does one go to develop this artist mentality? Yeah, Because yeah. here I am, you know, Michigan grad selling bookstore to door. I'm like, clearly life is way more like a blank canvas than a multiple choice test. So that was the Shazam moment. It was like hearing, you know, a voice being like, this is what I want you to do, you know. And I went out and sold books another summer, actually not far from where I live now, mm-hmm. sold a ton of books and and did it. In from this like magical space of knowing that this was going to be the summer that I sold a lot of books and I would take the money and open this art center. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the Creative Fitness Center and it opened May 1st, 1996. Wow. So ever since then, I've been guiding myself and then others into the sacred and personal painting practice. Um, that for some is meditation, for some is a journey of developing self-awareness and getting to know themselves. It's um, learning about creativity and manifestation and alignment and energy and quantum physics. And um, it makes an experience out of the self-discovery and the self-work.
0: You know, there are some jobs in the world that just really toughen you up, For me, it was working in construction as an electrician and later on as an electrical contractor, but getting up early, working in the hot sun, or what was even worse, because I lived in Northeast Ohio, working in the weather when it was, say, 35 and raining, that was absolutely horrible. But looking back on it, those times, those days gave me such a foundation and built skills that I didn't even know that I had at the time. I was always looking for directions and listening for more, looking for more, and I always knew there was more to come, even though what those next steps or those next things that I needed to do might not have been all that terribly clear. What's happening around you that gravitates you towards helping people as you start to follow this idea of, unlocking creativity?
1: So um, there's, you know, of course, multiple reasons people find me. Um, One of the biggest ones is this uh, unconscious, often unconscious connection that they have between this feeling of being stuck of life kind of, you know, being drained of its color, its Mm -hmm. luminescence. Mm -hmm. And they have been inspired or poked in some way shape or form that suggests that if they focus on or nurture their creativity that things will start moving mm-hmm. you know it's somewhere in a shade of that and one of the reasons that i guide people into a painting practice is because the blank canvas the the act of painting conjures up fear in most people. Mm -hmm. So it's fear, it's resistance, it's saying things like, oh, I'm not creative, I can't even draw a straight line, you don't want me making a mark on a canvas, I'll just make a mess. So our relationship to creativity is directly connected to our relationship, to our ability to create what we want into our lives, Mm -hmm. right? So what's happened, and there's no good or bad, right or wrong, right? But what's happened is creativity got put on this pedestal. Um, We were told that only some people were born with that creative artistic gene. And and even then, right, it's not going to provide any security or financial stability or anything. So there's no real reason to do it. So our creative uh, impulse, our creative nature was basically taken out of us and put on this pedestal and then told all these other ways we could fulfill ourselves, right? I had a, a father of some kids that came to my art center way back and he was very dramatic. And one day he just like leaned into me and he said, you are either a creator or a consumer. hmm Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Interesting. And
1: art, you know, so I've mulled yeah. on that. Just mull on that. You know, it'll come to you as you're driving or weeding the garden or whatever. So so because we learn through contrast, I believe modern humanity has been kind of robbed of their creative confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, creativity is actually like our prana, it's breath. Like we're here to create. It's hard to read too many books, whether it's like self-help or spirituality, meditation, um, personal growth that doesn't speak to our creative nature. Mm -hmm. But then at the heart, it's kind of like, I feel like the painting is this, and it still blows me away, but it's like this um, combination lock. And what I witness is that when people overcome their fear of the blank canvas, which I've seen happen as soon as the brush touches the canvas and makes Mm -hmm. a mark, and they realize that, you know, it's not burning them, it's not yelling at them, it's not like automatically withdrawing money from their bank account, you know, um, that they they love it, mm-hmm. you know, they just melt into it. For some people, it takes a little bit longer. But in that process of overcoming the fear of the blank canvas and realigning all their old stories they have around creativity and themselves as artists and painting and all of that, it's like this domino effect. And because the unconscious mind chunks information together, everything else you've been afraid of, everything else connected to your creativity comes up to be reevaluated
0: mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? on an unconscious
1: Interesting. level. So what happens is my clients will come to me or email me or whatever, and it's this like, guess what I did? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I've been meaning to do it forever. I finally did it, whatever it is, like I made the call, I quit the job, I accepted the job, I'm moving, I'm traveling, whatever it is, you know, things that used to bother me and throw me off, no longer do because I'm looking for you know, what's the reason this is happening? You know, if a door is closing, there must be another one opening. So they're living with less stress and more trust because that's the nature of the creative mind. It loves the unknown, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it loves the alchemy of putting things together that aren't meant to be together and seeing what happens. It thrives in these states of of, um, even conflict and unknown, right? Because that's where the magic happens. And the desire to control and to know that things are secure and in the right place, that is um, the responsibility of a different part of the brain. And since that's the part of the brain and our psyche that's been nurtured, right? Which again, Mm -hmm. like it's all a grand game, right? I believe we're infinite beings having a human experience. So we like the challenge. Um, But the fear-based reality that clearly has you know, being pumped through us on all different levels has served some purposes, right? For some people. And right now the call is to take it back, is to take back our creative nature and to understand and remember how powerfully we create our reality in each and every moment. We create it with the words we speak, the words we tell ourselves, how we walk into a room, how we react to things or how we choose to react to things. Mm -hmm. And when you do that consciously, like an artist, Right. When you get curious about the words and you notice like, wow, when I get fired up about something, I actually immediately start thinking of all the reasons why I can't do it.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: What if I change that? (laughs) You know, what if I started looking for all the reasons that it could, you know, so I'm teaching people about language and and how to tell a story that's supportive Mm -hmm. And, um, and the ripple effects are, can be small, but down the road, huge, you know, people are living more authentically and empowered. And it's all from painting, like, yeah, still blows my mind. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think we teach what we need to learn. I think for any entrepreneur to really experience that success, both financially and emotionally and energetically, um, you have to feel passionate about what you're doing you know there has to be a love in there um, and a deep belief that the world is a better place because you're putting yourself out there and so you know my journey has been i think like all of ours kind of this stair step of of reclaiming my authentic self right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know when i announced to the world i was opening an art center after spending my whole life being like oh i wish i could paint or draw you know
0: Yeah.
1: yeah um it was actually, like even my parents received it, well, they were just so thrilled for me to do anything besides sell books door to door. But, you know, just opening an art center was a radical act. Of authenticity. It made zero sense. I mean, when I opened the doors on May 1st, 1996, I still had not painted on a canvas. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I bought paper and oil pastels. I mean, I was still afraid. And the teachers that just appeared, literally, because this is before Facebook or email or websites or anything, right? So they would walk in the door, they'd call me and ask if I needed a teacher, which I didn't even know I would need until I opened the doors for the soft opening. And everyone asked when my classes were starting and I'm like, oh, I'll have the schedule in two and a half weeks at the grand <laughs> opening. You know, it was like, oh, okay, I need teachers. So I'm learning with my students, freaking yeah. the teachers yeah. out because here's the owner of the art center. Who's like, what, opposite colors? Are you <laughs> kidding me? You know,
0: like, yeah. Yeah. and
1: they're just wondering how in the world did this happen? Um, so, you know, that was one step of really just stepping into myself that didn't make any sense. You know, I hadn't been immersing myself in art until I opened the art center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2011, I moved here to Oregon. I moved married with three children and, you know, the husband that could kind of retire from the insurance company. And we built the house on 700 acres and wow. moved three kids. There were eight, 10 and 12. And um, I got here. And it was, you know, a series of events and it was a realization like, okay, I get it. Like, I can't make you happy. This isn't making you happy. So I'm going to go be happy. So I left, moved into a rental in town and between, you know, doing the happy dance and crying in a puddle on the floor, um, my painting practice helped me recreate my adult sure, life as a sure. independent woman and a mother in a way that was in alignment with me and what I wanted rather than you know trying to mm-hmm. keep someone happy that um, wasn't doing the work themselves right yeah, so yeah. so that was again that was another like reclaiming myself and stepping into my authenticity and it was um, it was you know about six years of reprogramming and reprogramming the stories in my mm-hmm. head and um, and along the way you know my business, I took lots of like bold, scary moves and invested money that I didn't really have in rebranding and all of that. But there was never a doubt in my mind that I was meant to do this work.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you, I yeah,
1: was going to figure out how to make it
0: yeah, financially. just a natural calling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, in one sense, that's why I do what I do, right? Like mm-hmm. I want everyone to have the courage and the strength and the conviction to make the hard decisions that are in alignment. I remember reading in some, I feel like it was like a Buddhist text or, you know, one of those kinds of folks, but it said um, true. uh, Yeah. Truth over harmony. Like truth Mm -hmm. is more important than harmony. Right. And especially as women, we spend a lot of time trying to keep the peace and make everything harmonious. And often we're called to really honor our truth. Um, So, so the first thing is where I start Everybody in everything I do. And it's in the element of air, understanding how we think and why we think what we think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's understanding that we have these kind of dual processors, right, in our brain. And you can refer to them as left and right brain. It can also be referred to kind of as heart and mind. You know, there's the thinking and the feeling and, and all of that. Um, I love the left and right because. People seem to get it right away. So the left hemisphere is physiologically programmed to take everything you've experienced up until now and file it away for future reference, Mm -hmm. right? Which is fabulous because otherwise we're waking up with amnesia every day and having to learn again how to speak and over and over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we love our left brain. It's also the part of us that sees ourselves as separate. Its role is to protect you. This is the realm of the ego which again is a beautiful thing because it, it's what individualizes us. Um, you know, like I talk to people about the fact, like say we're all paint, like we're all humans. We're one human family. We're all paint, but we're all the different colors. Mm-hmm. And so the different colors are like our ego, right? That's what individualizes us. So we can express humanity in all the different beautiful ways. Um, it's also fear-based and it's physiologically programmed to resist all change. Okay, so this is the part of us that has been rewarded and validated and patted on the back and everything since we were little. You know, it's getting the grade. It's all the external visible things. Um, And, you know, it's from usually well-intentioned parents that want us to be safe. So it's also, you know, again, that fear base that gets triggered all the time, um, that you know, serves um, some purposes. Uh, And so understanding that that is one part of your awareness. Okay. The right hemisphere is there to perfectly balance it. And that is the creative side. It's the part that does get stimulated um, in a meditation or a painting practice. It is present. So in the present moment, you don't have a past. You don't have the fears and worries based on when you tried and failed before, Um, the left brain is also future oriented. So your right hemisphere is not projecting the future, all the horrible things that might happen if you take that leap, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So in the present moment, that's where you have access to like that pure inspiration. You know, Thomas Edison used to um, hold these two metal weights in his hand and he'd lie down with the intention of falling asleep and that when he would fall asleep, his hands would lose their grip on the metal weights and they would clang to the floor and he would wake up. And it was in that moment that he looked for the aha, Yeah. right? So, yeah, so the ahas, the breakthroughs, like if there's anything that you want, that secret sauce, right? The secret Mm -hmm. sauce is found in the present moment when you have like interrupted your pattern, your routine. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm Mm-hmm right? Interesting. Yeah. So
1: yeah. And that right hemisphere is um, one with everything. There's no separation. Everything's here to love you. It's love-based rather than fear-based. So if you're going to be someone who is able to take bold steps into the unknown um, that is motivated by, fueled by this deep knowing or this insight or this passion or something that just feels right, you've got to be nurturing that right hemisphere way of thinking and being, Mm -hmm, right? Yeah. So that's why we paint and we paint like children and we don't paint to try and necessarily paint a finished product that's going to hang proudly on some gallery wall or anything. Like we paint to dance and, and engage in that creative manifesting energy. And the most magical thing about it is that because the way you do everything is the way you do anything or the way you do anything is the way you do everything at the canvas for anyone. You don't have to ever have painted it on a canvas before or a piece of paper, whatever you're painting on. You will get to observe yourself in a much more objective way Mm -hmm. than you can as you're doing business or parenting or being a partner or whatever else. You can observe yourself. So I have students Learning, I didn't realize I was so critical. I didn't realize my perfectionism was so like strong and loud. I didn't realize my desire to know, you know, people at the canvas, they get so far ahead. They're like, I think I want to paint an owl, but I don't know how to paint feathers. I'm like, well, let's just start putting paint on the canvas first. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then let's kind of shade in the area where we want the owl to be. And then is it flying or is it sitting, you know, so step by step in the present. One brushstroke at a time, they can bring into their experience whatever they desire. If they get too far ahead of themselves and decide right away that it's not available to them, Mm
0: -hmm. they'll
1: never get there. But how often do we do that in our lives? Like We get the inspiration, and then we've been taught to go to that logical, linear, rational, left brain, fear-based mind and say, okay, I just got this crazy insight. Should I do it? Should I follow it?
0: Yeah, yeah. All oh, the that's left really... hemisphere
1: can say is no. Hell to the no! Don't do yeah. anything. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> creativity has been put on a pedestal. There's creativity in all of us, and that creativity can help us reach our wildest goals and dreams in a big way. This goes back to mindset shifts. We talk a lot about mindset shifts here on Past the Secret Sauce. In fact, after today's episode, take a listen to number 81 for more, but different, information on mindset shifts. Whitney, this all sounds amazing, but what about for those of us who can't even paint a straight line? How in the world would we begin to work with you on this creativity process?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is telling them the story, helping them understand that there's the old story around creativity and there's the new story. Mm -hmm. You know, so by the time we're painting, which this can take, you know two minutes or five minutes whatever but i get them so excited to like dance in this new creativity and this is you know really with all my programs um but so understanding that they've been tapped into this product oriented kind of money driven story around creativity and art mm-hmm. and painting and all that and that really as human beings think about it we've created and made our mark and communicated through symbols and imagery since time began
0: sure yeah. we
1: always have and and we did it when you couldn't even rest assured that you'd make it through the winter right yeah. it's not like we had oodles of free time at that point or you know no cares in the world we created as a way to see and be seen and to be and to connect to what was not visible we've always done that it's just in this very modern small you know, fraction of time that, that we stopped, that we've paused and mm-hmm. um, we're in the process of unpausing. So first it's understanding that, right? Like, okay, this isn't about being good. I, I don't care who has talent, like none of that. Right. And then it's bringing yourself present and we get out the paints and you just put color on the canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we, we write the words, you know, so once you understand and, and go through one painting, the fear is completely gone immediately, Mm -hmm. then you can paint to create what it is you want to experience into the art that is your life into your physical reality, instead of keeping it in your brain and your head and your heart, you put it out on the canvas. So you're, you just start with writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I am a financially abundant entrepreneur. And I love it. I love my life. You know, you just pour all of that onto the canvas. um, And then you paint with color over it. And by the time people are there, like, it's like the old story is gone. And if you're painting an owl, because for example, an owl is a symbol of wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's an ability to see what has otherwise been kept in the dark because owls have this tremendous vision. Um, It's also a symbol of intuition, you know, so if you want to, you know, reinforce that inner knowing that is so important as a business owner, you might paint an owl. And mm-hmm. as you play with the paints, you'll either see an owl appear, you'll see the eye, you'll see the beak, uh, right? Yeah. And so so you're coached on kind of how to follow the thread, mm-hmm. right? How to stay in the moment and not worry about if the owl ends up being like, I just painted this crazy, funny cosmic owl for a course, you know, and it was so playful and it just came out of nowhere so it doesn't take long frankly for people to to understand that there's way more going on here than painting some finished product Mm -hmm. and they find themselves forgetting about everything you know they're completely you know immersed in the colors and the way they're interacting and the drips and what happens when they wipe away a drip and the first layer comes through and I teach everyone. Everything is with acrylic paints, and it's about layering. Mm-hmm. And you layer, and you layer, and you can paint over everything. And as you layer, the painting becomes richer and more deep. And you know that is the, one of the secret parts of the secret sauce. One of the ingredients is just this layering it. aspect. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and also my, I mean, my passion and my energy for this you know, creates a space that people understand right away, even on on, in the online programs. Like, This is not about you creating something for anybody else, right? This is about you creating for you. You know, this is a place where it can be all about me and a place where you focus on what you want, because we spend way too much time focusing on what we don't want. It's called Mm -hmm. worry and stress Mm -hmm. and it's killing us. Right. And it's and it's making being an entrepreneur very difficult. So gift yourself this time of aligning with that creative frequency that only knows possibility and hope um, and being quiet with yourself, you know, in the present moment, let go of the to-do list and all the pressures and, um, and what you activate when you do that, you know, that kind of intuitive knowing that present moment, aha, mm-hmm. you know, the breakthrough idea, that's yeah. what you're calling in. And when when you learn how to harness that, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes really fun. There um, was a book called The Breakout Principle written by Dr. Herbert Benson, who was doing brain research back in the 70s. And he would talk about if you want to have a breakout idea, performance, anything. And he literally says, you have to do the left brain work, mm-hmm. you know, the research, the practice, the repetition, whatever it is. But then to get the breakout, you have to sever all previous thought processes, get out of the left brain and do something completely different. Yeah. And I was reading this book, you know, decades ago, and um, the first example in the book is this, you know, a highly sought after a, a corporate executive who's hired by firms to help like appoint their next CEO, right? Mm-hmm. And so he does all the research and the graphs and the people and everything else. And then he goes back to his hotel room to needlepoint to come up with his Shazam moment.
0: Oh, Wow. Wow.
1: (laughs) And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like a guy needle pointing is the first example in this book. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that's exactly
1: the thing that, that repetitive engaging in a creative activity that brings you totally present. That's where, that's where everything comes together. Um, Mm -hmm. They've even found in um, neuroscience research that right before an aha moment, there's a spike in gamma brainwaves and gamma brainwaves. Are different because it's when the entire neocortex lights up and they've also found that if you can get in your right brain you're closer like that the gamma brain waves can happen quicker when you're already in your right hemisphere Mm -hmm. so if you're pouring over the history and the numbers right and the logistics and the forecasts it's going to be really really hard to get to that stroke of insight moment. Um, So exactly what you said, like setting this aside, I'm going to go do something totally different. Um, You know, they found just going for a walk, the left right Mm -hmm. synchronizes the two hemispheres of the brain. Um, That will make it easier for everything to come together. And and again, when you when you learn that and you can harness it and trust it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's when
0: business becomes
1: like this adventure.
0: Yeah. Have you found that there's a certain mind that is more open to this idea? And what kind of breakthroughs do they have? Is there some kind of major change happening or major change that you've seen?
1: Well, I mean, you know, there's so many. I mean, again, it, and it's never complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Like the big ahas are never complicated. It's, it's about honoring what it is you want. It's about speaking your truth. It's about showing up authentically, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've had students, you know, start businesses, leave jobs, move cross country, you know, say yes to something that they hadn't, you know, had the courage to say yes to before, or they start saying yes to lots of little things. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then before they know it. Um, so, I mean, I've had people, you know, launch products or businesses that have been um, successful. But then also for me, it's, it's like the, the messages where, you know, I got an email the other day and if this had happened two months ago, I would have been a mess. And now I just got curious about what's coming, you know? So they're, they're living with a whole different kind of uh, energy or dynamics. The way they're interacting with the external world is much more, you um, from this place of artistry, you know, and we learn through contrast and how is this guiding me in another direction? Um, There's a heightened intuition. I have a client. um, (laughs) She's in my coaching training that I lead and she's um, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. Actually, she has a podcast as well. I won't say her name because I don't know. She didn't give me permission, but she (laughs) emails me and she's like, um, my intuition is like off the charts right now right? And she's like, I'm seeing things, I'm understanding things. Is this normal? And I'm like, yeah, it's, very, <laughs> it's very, very normal, you know? And meanwhile, she's dancing in, you know, the multiverse and the NFTs and all these very abstract things. And um, it's lovely. You yeah. know, I think it empowers parts of ourselves that just weren't turned on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it flips switches that weren't activated when we were in traditional the traditional educational system you know as a really good example um my latest book 30 days to unstoppable be the dream made visible which um someone it it took someone reminding me i think even after the book was out they're like whitney you've been doing this unstoppable process ever since the very beginning right Mm -hmm. and i'm like Mm -hmm. wow that is so true um but in this teaching that i received i'm like meditated for 20 hours in the dark and came out of it with this like wellness practice mm-hmm. and that I put into the book 30 days to unstoppable and in it um, the first step is to recognize that what we focus on expands mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and like attracts like So um, it's actually, the book is, has no painting whatsoever. It works with sacred geometry. It uses Metatron's cube as a yantra, which is a visual mantra. So we're engaging that right hemisphere in that way Mm -hmm. and um, creating an image with the sacred geometry of you um, in the center, surrounded by what um, I call the spheres of wellness. And so what you're learning to do is to care for yourself as an energetic vibrational being, because everything exists as energy before it manifests as matter. Mm -hmm. So what I was told is that people need to start focusing on their energy. And Mm -hmm. when you are, for example, focusing on the first sphere of wellness is love, or the fourth is alignment, or the fifth is gratitude, that when you're focusing on those things, because those are higher vibration on the scale. If you read power versus force by Dr. David Hawkins and energy behaves by the law of like attracts like when you nurture and focus on these, you know, higher vibrational energies, you can develop a sense of security and safety, no matter what is going on in the external world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started teaching this online in January, 2020, and I had, written lots of the book, but not all of it. And and I created the online program so that I would finish the book, which is a really great way to make sure you finish (laughs) a book. And so, um, so we had just, I had just gotten off a call in February, 2020, and I'm in the private Facebook group and I'm just getting, I'm like, you guys, we're building like an energetic Noah's Ark. So when the shit hits the fan in the external world, we are safe.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Right.
1: And then a month later, COVID rolls in and we all looked at each other like, you know, (laughs) and it was like, this is what humanity needs right now. And, you know, some of you listening might be like, okay, this is woo woo, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, try it. Mm -hmm. Try bathing yourself in the news for 24 hours. And then grab the audible version or the paperback version of 30 days to unstoppable and bathe yourself in that for 24 hours. And you tell me where you feel better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're, you know, brave enough to enter into that experiment, but why wouldn't you be like, we are called as humanity right now to understand how, like how much we can control our wellness. mm -hmm. And it's so important right now, right? Because like, there's, no more time left for anything, you know, to figure out the environment or these political things and all the conflict. So when we each can care for ourselves and learn the power of what we focus on, and even very practically with the current events, allow what is making so many of us angry and sad to inspire a vision for, okay, what do you want instead? Mm -hmm. Focus on Mm -hmm. that, speak to that. Rather than allowing what already is to dominate your present and your future. If everyone did that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always been um, told I was idealistic. Right. And now I tell my clients like we're idealistic because we are here to hold space for what is possible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to collapse into hopelessness and doom and gloom. i It's not in my bones. Um, so those of us that are, you know, kind of visionary, idealist, um, maybe you've been called gullible, you are the black sheep in your family, you know, yeah. you are actually part of the wave of people that are here to do things differently, you know, to say there is another way to, to express myself, whether it's in a, you know, community uh, board meeting, or work, or with your teenagers, you know, when is your heart calling you to say, or be, or do, or what is the knowing coming through? And again, developing the courage to express that for me was developed at the canvas. Yeah, you know, that's, that's to where I sourced that, you know, when I had three kids in elementary school, two wine bars, an art center, PTO, you know, fundraising chair, whatever, co-chair, and people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what i'm writing about and teaching and everything else right when you nurture that right hemisphere way of being so that you're in balance you know you can summon up the energy when you don't think you have it because in the present moment whatever was making you tired or exhausted isn't there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you can tap into these bigger ideas that the left brain is like oh come on really like let's get logical let's get real the right hemisphere is like okay but there's There's something big here. Like you can do great things. And we've seen people do amazing things throughout history that defied logic and and all probabilities. And that's within each of us. And that's what's being called to the forefront right now. So I love it. If you're listening, there's a reason. So
0: there you go. Exactly. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Head over to our social media pages, YouTube, Facebook, and be sure to hit the like and subscribe to keep up with what's new. Odds are, if you're hearing my voice right now, you may be a self-made business owner who feels like... Living the dream, but the problem is, I'm completely unhappy and unfulfilled. And it's like, I looked at my life and I'm like, I should be happy, this is so frustrating. I sacrificed so much and I worked so hard to get to this point just to realize that I'm unhappy and I'm unfulfilled then yes, this podcast is here to help. My life goal, probably much like yours, is to leave a lasting legacy that mattered. On the Pass the Secret Sauce podcast, I share with you everything that I've learned and uncovered from other successful entrepreneurs about building a business and a life with the financial freedom that allows us to give back to others. Let's face it though, It's going to take years for me to share what i know and what i'm able to learn from others in these free weekly episodes and the truth is you know here's the idea it's fully fleshed out no the thing is you're never going to have a lightning bolt perfect idea like it always starts with little things so if you are waiting for that lightning bolt to come it's not going to happen you need to take action now if you're really committed to leaving a legacy that mattered by improving your life and your business faster than you could solo, then I sincerely invite you to our Secret Sauce Mastermind. This is a program that I put together so that I can rub elbows with and learn frameworks and systems from extremely skilled and successful individuals. That way, every member, myself included, can shortcut our learning curves. Unlike many masterminds where content is static, we poll our members monthly to find out what the most common struggles are currently, and then we leverage our network and the power of the podcast to bring in experts to help brainstorm unique solutions to our problems. You'll be able to interact directly with our experts on live Zoom calls, and also be able to reference our growing historical content library. As a group, we will guide each other through personal and professional challenges while you incubate your legacy in a group who understands not just your goals, but also what makes you you. If you're interested in applying for the mastermind, simply email application at passthesecretsauce.com. And remember, always pass the secret sauce.